Hi, welcome back to the Vidashira Podcast. I'm your host, Njabrin Band. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Xness. Enjoy tight, spread, speedy, speedy and reliable execution in FX, stock indices, U.S. stock indices, um, U.S. stocks, uh, commodities, and metals. In a general great platform, register for free on Xness.com to open an account. Um, this is episode number 58. I'm joined today by Simon Brown. How are you doing, man? Jabula, always good, always good, my friend. Um, thank you, thank you very much for taking the time. So, I thought um, today we could chat about the process of, of, of learning and setting goals and breaking those down um, into, into smaller ones and the details of, of how, how that's done. But before, um, to, 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 to start off, can you take us through how people generally learn skills and perhaps if you could break it down to its simplest form, um, maybe using an example. I mean, the thing with skills, and I mean, skills, I suppose it's like anything else we learn. And I mean, there's two key components to it in my sense. The first is that we sit here and we don't have that skill and we look into the future and we want to have it. Um, and, and whatever that skill might be, it, you know, it might be making great bread, it might be trading, whatever the, the case is. But we look at, at what it is and, and our brain typically kind of leaps from where we are to where we want to be instead of actually understanding that it's going to be a series of of little steps and the problem is that if we look at it at at a a sort of a large jump it a it intimidates us it overwhelms us and and truthfully we're not understanding that process of how we gain the skill what we need to do is actually say well we're sitting here now how do we get in small bite-sized pieces to to where we want to be and for example, one of my my training my trading presentations I did, I actually used the concept of a of a triathlon because a triathlon is you know one of the craziest things possible. It's a what about a four or five k swim? It's a full marathon. Uh, it's hundred and sixty odd kilometers of of uh, uh, cycle uh, in between. And you know, sitting on your couch to becoming a to be able to do your triathlon is just not possible. But <laughs> you then say, well, okay, let's let's break it down. Okay, so. If we're, if we're sitting in a situation and, and we want to be a successful trader or a triathlete or something, it's that giant leap, which is frankly impossible. We also don't get any affirmation, any sort of sense of success along the way. So it's about those, you know, the bite-sized pieces. I, we've spoken before around the concept of a perfect trade, uh, be that the, you know, the three, four, five, seven components that go into a trade. Make sure you get the entry. Make sure your position size is correct. Make sure you've determined the stop loss. Make sure you you monitor the trade as per your rules and that you exit as per the rules. And I say to folks, decide what that perfect trade is going to be and then go and do one perfect trade. Don't say I want to do 100 because if you do 90, you've done great, but there's no sense of accomplishment. So target one perfect trade. And then you know once you've done that, target a second and then a third and then a fourth so that you've got small achievable goals. You've also got that affirmation of, of succeeding at the goals along the way. And then suddenly you, you hit your 100, which would have been your target. And frankly, you, you go sailing past. So you know, any skill is about breaking it into pieces, learning that new skill. And that, that, that second component then comes in is, you know, how do we form habits? With repetition. We do it again and again and again um, until ultimately it, it, it bores us whatever that habit might be. Um, and, and it's about that, that, that sameness. And I know the sameness has that risk of, 
you know, inducing boredom or saying, ah, oh, it's not great fun, et cetera. But that is how we, we generate a habit. We, we start off and initially, you know, it's not fun. We, we feel it restricts us. We do it a few times and then pretty much it, you know, fairly quickly. Most habits we can form within, usually within two months, if we repeat them again and again, and then it just becomes second nature. You and I have both spoken about, you know, unconscious competence where you're trading well or whatever it might be, but we'll use trading as the point of the podcast. You're trading well and you're not even fully aware of it. It's just become second nature to you. And, and that's what we do by, by breaking it down into small repeatable habits and then repeating them again and again and again so that it just becomes that second nature. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think it's also quite important to, 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 to know when, when it's time to graduate, so to speak. For example, in high school, you know, you would know or the school knows that it's time for you to graduate by, you know, giving you some tests mm. um, that you need to pass. But in most skills that we learn, um, not only in trading, but in life, as, as you pointed out that, you know, through this repetition, at some point we plateau almost um, like almost like we stop learning. Um, but how do we then keep the the that beginner's mind to to always like then improve and graduate to the next level? How do I know that now it's time to to you know to move from grade two to grade three, and not uh, from point. grade two to grade seven, for example? Yeah, because at school the, the system does it for you. You're part of that system, and you kind of move along in the in, in the moving. Uh, as human beings, we tend to. Uh, uh, think we are special and extra good. And so we actually graduate our souls too quickly through the process. So yeah, we would go from grade three, we would skip uh, four and five, who needs that? You know, let, let's go straight to, to grade six. I, I think for me, that the process is, 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 to, is to constantly have a review process. And you know, in the trading world, that's around keeping journals of your trades, uh, not just you know, what were the entries and exits and profit and losses? Were they perfect trades? How did you feel about them when you were putting it on? How did you feel during the trade afterwards? And constantly be sort of reviewing and going back. And certainly in, 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 in my trading, but even beyond trading, in my, you know, my podcasting, my TV work, my writing, I spend a fair bit of time going back and, and looking at what I did uh, a year ago, what I did perhaps even five years ago. And what I'm looking for is, is, is that progression. And if I'm not seeing progression, you know, is my writing better? Is my interview technique improving? If I'm not seeing it, the, the question is, is why? Because truthfully, there's very little in life that we're going to hit the top and that's it, we can't ever get better. Sure, at, 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 at points, you know, when you start, that improvement is fairly fast. And then of course it starts to slow off, uh, sort of like a logarithmic graph and it becomes a bit slower. But constantly going back and, and re-looking at what we do. One of the things I do often, which, which you know, people find uh, astounding, but I will go and listen to my podcasts. And I'll do it one of two ways. You know, I do the Money Web now every morning. Sometimes I will listen to that podcast on my way home. In other words, I'm doing an immediate review of it. Uh, other times I'll go pick a random one from you know, six months, a year or whatever ago and listen to that just to get a sense of, of you know, what was I doing versus now? Uh, have I changed things? Because there's also something which can happen, which is we pick up bad habits without realizing it. They kind of sneak into our process. And, and if we're not constantly reviewing, we're unaware that those bad habits are there without that review process. So it's that constant 
going back, checking yourself, making sure that, that there aren't bad habits, making sure that you are picking up and moving forward. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the uh, um, journal, and I think it's one of the, uh, probably the most underrated tool for, for successful trading. Um, you know, every successful trader that you speak to, they'll tell you that um, they, they, they keep they keep a journal varying in, 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 in uh, um, suppose, in complexity on, on the data that's kept in the journal. When you, when you started out, journaling your 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 uh, your work not only as a as a writer but particularly as a trader what kind of data did you did you did you store and you know how clunky was it in the beginning and how how was the process to kind of refine until you found a way to to keep a journal it was very very clunky yeah i, I was using um a combination of office uh, well, a combination of, of Word and Excel, the two Office products, because in, in, in I would be dropping images into the Word doc, and then I would be, you know, putting stuff into, into the, the Excel. And, and truthfully, because I wasn't quite sure what the ultimate purpose of the journal was, I kind of skewed myself to too much information rather than too little. I thought, let's just put everything, and in time, we can refine it down and and, and get it to a to a, to a, to a to, to what is critical, what is important. For example, um, I no longer drop charts in because, well, the charts, are, you know, my software package is always going to have it. I, 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 I use my strategy. I'll say, cool, I'm entering this because of, a, you know, 721 crossover. Um, I can go back to that point in time at any point on the chart and physically see it there. Um, I'll define where the stop loss is and what my logic was. Um, and again, the chart can help me inform with that. So, as much as a lot of people look at journaling as the admin part and hence the boring part of trading, I actually quite, when I started, quite enjoyed it. And, and let's be clear, when I first first started trading, I wasn't doing any journaling. I was just you know, bouncing around, losing money like a pro. Um, but once I'd, I'd sort of started to bring some semblance of, of, of continuity and, and, and process to it, I probably went too wide and then kind of narrowed it down. So now my journaling process is very much, you know, entry, exits, stops, system being used, um, and then a, a little bit around the, you know, what was I thinking? Did I have concerns? Uh, was I early or late or something like that? Um, and then very much so my, my steps to the uh, uh, perfect trade and, and focusing on that part of the, of the component. Did I adhere to all of the, 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 the components that make for a perfect trade. Yeah, you know, would I be correct if I said um, a, a, the purpose? Because you, you spoke of you spoke of a purpose there, and I think that's an important component to understand um, in order to 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 even keep a journal. Like, understanding the purpose of a journal will increase the probability of you keeping one. Um, you know, is it safe to 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 kind of think that? The purpose of the journal is to externalize your thoughts because everything that you do uh, as traders is basically exec executing thoughts. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, but what it also serves is it gives you that ability to review. Um, and I give you an example. I used to trade a, a, a system using a, a series of, of stochastics. And this is way back, sort of the late 90s. Um, and it, it, was, it was doing okay. It wasn't great, but it was doing okay. Um, and, and, and over a period of about six months, I actually 
without realizing, had changed the system. I, I had changed the stochastics I was using. Um, and it was on a review process that I was able to pick that up. And truthfully, I, I should have reviewed, well, firstly, I shouldn't have, have, have changed it, uh, but you know, I did, and that, that, that's just a given. Um, I, 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 at that point, I wasn't quite aware. I knew that people said journaling was important, and I kind of went back to them, but really I was looking more at the PL. Uh, which was focusing on completely the, the wrong part of the equation. Um, and it took me a while to realize which part I needed to be focusing on. And part of it was, you know, use it to, to make, to, to ensure that consistency, but also, as you say, to, 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 to take those thoughts that are in your head and put them down because you know what happens. We're there and we're like, we'll never forget this moment. Man, we can forget it in five minutes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think, I think another difficult, a big difficulty in 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 um, you know what you you speak about around changing stuff because learn part of learning is is, is changing stuff as you go um, and and there's a thin line between changing stuff destructively and being inconsistent and staying with the losing propo uh, proposition in the name of being consistent. Um, how do we draw that line? Of, you know, okay, I'm I'm changing as as I learn. And okay, now I'm changing a bit too much. And how long do you give a change to see if that change is working or not? So that, that, that's a good point. And, and typically, I and, and you know, after decades of trading, I've got to the point where I am, I, 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 I'm very resistant to the change. Because typically, why do we change? We're going to be changing because we miss one or two reasons. Either we're not making money which means there's actually a fundamental flaw in your entire strategy and, and maybe you need to train, but uh, change. But do you have a large enough uh, uh, sample size? The other reason why we change is FOMO. We, we, we see Tesla you know, fly through $1,000 and we're like, yo, I missed that trade. How can I have caught that trade? And we start sort of retrofitting things to, to try and do it. So I've got a fairly uh, uh, rigid process around changing. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Typically, I only want to do it at a, at a year end. So I have a, a year end review process. I, I have a couple of weeks, a month off at the end of every year. And part of that is kick back and do nothing. But part of that is also review the year past, but also the year coming up. Um, and and, and you know, I always say to myself, you know, so as I'm journaling along, one of the notes I'm keeping is, is there something that I think I could do to this system, to this process? that would make it more robust. Um, and I don't mean more profitable, I mean more robust. In other words, it'll work across more different market types, market moves, volatility levels, et cetera, et cetera. And then what I'm doing during the course of the year, I'm writing this down and I'm doing some, excuse me, some digging around there and the like, but I'm not, I'm not ad hoc changing. And then, you know, when I do the, 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 the sort of year end review and I look back and I think to myself, okay, this does perhaps warrant a change. Then I go back and I start the whole process again. And what I mean by that is I go back and I, I back tested, I eyeball charts, I paper traded. I don't just say, well, I'm pretty sure this will be better. I need evidence that it will be better to make that change. So whilst I embrace change and I'm happy for it, and I quite like change as an individual, I, I'm very process driven around that trade. And you'll note the word I'm using repeatedly is process because that's ultimately what it is. Because if we don't have process, it's not repeatable. If I have a, a great year of trading and there wasn't a process, well, how do I repeat it again next year? Yeah, you know, I, I, I frankly am hoping on luck. 
Yeah, true, true. You know, um, and the, the, uh, that was a, a great segue to 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 the next question because I was about to ask about, you know, how does one take, how does the process of taking a a a, a problem or a goal and breaking down into, um, into like. A, the simplest form um, and setting up those process-driven goals or those process-oriented goals in order to achieve that bigger picture um, while almost forgetting about that bigger picture but knowing that doing the, achieving the small goals uh, or these process-driven goals will get us to the end. So it's the zoom out, zoom in process. What I mean by that is, so zoom up. What do you want to be in five years? So let's take trading. So literally visualize yourself. Sit down somewhere quiet and start to think about yourself in five years time. So what are we talking about? End of, you know, last quarter of 2026. You know, what's going to be uh, the, the, the process? And, and not, you know, ignore things like pandemics and market levels and, <laughs> and volat- you know, et cetera, et cetera. Focus on what do you want to be? See how you see yourself trading. What would you think is the ideal thing and, and take it the whole process so you know visualize a day in your life as a trader so you wake up in the morning what are you doing you go at some point you have you know you have a shower and a shave and, and you have some breakfast and then you go sit down at the computer and, and you're trading are you trading all day are you trading just for a bit of the day uh, does it include a, a lunch break uh, maybe an exercise regime as well but do that whole visualization process, um, focusing particularly on the bits around the trading and what you want to be achieving. What, what do you see as, as, as that goal that you're trying to achieve? And from that, you've then got a picture of, of what you want. Now, truthfully, the picture is probably ill-informed, but nonetheless, you've got that, that picture. Now you've got where it ends and you're like, well, cool. Okay, now I need to work that backwards from last quarter of 2026, back to last quarter of 2021, how do I then get the pieces to fit together? What are, what are the various different components that I need? So as an example, you, were, you, you visualized yourself uh, sitting at a desk and you're trading uh, indices um, and you're using a, a particular uh, a momentum-based process. You're holding trades for maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks at a time. Uh, You're trading in the futures market. Okay, so a whole bunch around that. Uh, How is your knowledge on futures? Maybe you need to fully work up and understand what and how futures work. What about indices? You know, the distinction between continuous 24-hour indices versus those that trade during a daytime and then shut overnight. Um, in terms of, of, of capital requirements, in terms of platforms, in terms of risk. And, and once you've got that sort of that picture, you start bringing it back into those little pieces. So now what you've got is a to-do list. Well, okay, to-do list. Uh, what's an index and how does it work? Uh, who are index traders out there whose books I can read or I can follow on Twitter or, 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 or uh, podcasts, etc. Um, you know, what are the different ways in which I could trade indices? There's, there's the futures market, there's cash markets, there's, there's options, there's CFDs. You know, what, what are the different options? Now you've got to go from that, you've got to go and dig into each of those different ways to trade it and come up with the pros and cons and which one particularly suiting your style. You know, are you going to be momentum-based, trend-based? Are you going to be a swing trader? Truthfully, you're probably not even necessarily aware what these different phrases are. But as you start to say, well, you know, how am I going to know when to buy and when to exit? Those questions will start raising up 
and, and coming to the fore. And from that, you start getting little rabbit holes that you go down and, 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 and some of them are dead ends. Many of them are dead ends, but a dead end is a good thing because now you've been down there, you've had a look around and you said, okay, nothing to see. I can back up and I can put a sign on that, on that dead end that says, don't worry, been here, had a look at it. And I, what I'm not saying is that it's gonna take you five years to get to that position. It might take you six months, probably it won't. It's probably gonna take you a year or two, maybe three, um, but it gives you that, those pieces that you need that are gonna make that, that goal that you're looking for in five years time. Yeah, almost like in a soccer game where, you know, one team is trying to get to the other goal, but you know where your target is, but what you don't know is how long it's going to take to get there. Correct. And, and, and you also don't always go forwards. You know, yeah. sometimes the ball's been passed backwards. Um, you know, sometimes it's been just randomly passed around, around, around the midfield. Um, you know, it, it's not a case of just head down and go forward at high speed. And, and that's, you know, not anything in life, whether you're playing soccer, whether you're trading, whether you're a marathon runner. I mean, maybe the exception is the 100 meter sprint. Um, but other than that, it, it, it's, you know, there's going to be uh, good periods and bad. There's going to be uh, uh, rewarding and, 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 and seemingly less rewarding. Certainly don't stress the less rewarding. You know, as I said, discovering that something doesn't work is still a piece of knowledge you didn't have earlier. Yeah, yeah. And just because you got checked or uh, um, you have to, to, to now mark opponents doesn't mean now the game should be over. You still have to do all those annoying yeah. things like keeping a journal, taking hits here and there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, and then when the game's over, that's not it. it, it you know, the, this game's over, but there's another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And why is it important to 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 to, to break down these goals? Um, you know, as opposed to just looking at them um, as as a whole. So I tell, you know, back in the day, the, the whole sort of motivational speaking, which came out very big in the in the eighties and nineties and into the early two thousands, was always like, you know, what is your goal? And put a picture on the wall and dream about it and 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 visualize it and fantasize it and ultimately it will come true. And that's simply not true. So if your goal is to have a you know a, a, a five hundred foot yacht in the Mediterranean and you put a picture <laughs> on the wall, initially it does motivate you, but actually. Fairly, after a, you know, fairly quickly, it actually starts to intimidate you, right? Because you're scared. That has become so important in your life that if you if you don't get it, if your yacht is only 400 feet and not 500 feet, or if you you know in the Cape and not the Mediterranean, you've now failed. And and the whole goal setting or, or motivational concept was about this giant thing and leap, etc. And it was absolutely it, it was nonsense to be perfectly frank. It it didn't work as a concept. And that, that's where the, the theory came. And there's folks writing about it. I mean, I've been presenting on it now for, for over a decade in, in my trading presentations, which is around we achieve things by doing small things. Everyone who has achieved something has, has, has it's been a journey for them. You know, it's the old cliche, you know, the overnight success. We see it as an outsider, as an overnight success. But the person to <laughs> whom it was a success They've got 5, 10, 20, 50 years behind them of incredible hard work and dedication. Yeah, and it's weird. We have examples of, of um, uh, you know, getting to getting anywhere takes a series of steps, not just one giant one. Um, for example, mm -hmm. if I want to get to Joburg in absent of cars, I still have to 
go however if my stride is a meter long i'm gonna have to go at one meter at a time we kind of see those examples everywhere but when it comes to i suppose abstract goals um it becomes hard to understand yeah and that's a great word you use there is abstract is that these these big audacious goals are abstract and we need to make them unabstract we need to make them real and you're also right Everything we have achieved in life, except for the occasional we got lucky, everything we achieved in life was a process and it was slow and it happened, you know, step by step. And there were steps that took us backwards and some that took us uh, forward. Um, the, the idea that, that it's instant is, is just absolutely not there. And we need to take that abstract and, 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 and break it into bite-sized real pieces. Yeah, you know, learning learning is, is is can can be quite hard. Learning anything really can be can be quite hard. And one of the reasons I think is um, that the pain of losing um, is is twice as much as I think it was Daniel Kahneman who who um, said this that the pain of losing um, is is twice as much as the 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 I suppose joy of winning. And with learning stuff, there's a lot of losing in the process. And Getting over that threshold can be can be quite exhausting. Yeah, and and I mean, at its core, learning is not hard, right? I mean, we can truthfully learn almost anything, and we can certainly become proficient at almost anything. We we might not be world class, we might not be Olympic gold medal, but certainly proficient. I think it's 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 that FOMO. We're in a hurry, um, and and we see friends and people on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, they, they, they live in the big life and, and, and we're feeling uh, left behind. It's also fear. We have a fear that if we start something, we're going to not achieve it. And I think we need to, 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 you know, so how do I manage fear? I mean, my, my, I, I said earlier, I quite like change. And the reason I like change is because if I change to something and it doesn't work or I don't like it, then I just change again. You know, let's say I decide to become a triathlete and I do my first triathlon and I think, you know what, that was the worst 10 hours of my entire life. Never want to do that again. Okay, cool. But it's, you know, people are, fe are fearful of the, the lost time. They're, they're in that hurry. Um, to which there's the old cliche, you know, uh, old, old Colonel Saunders, who started KFC, what, he was 65 when he started it. We, we're in this mad rush. And I get why we are. I totally appreciate it. But actually, it, it's about that process. And we're going to go down some rabbit holes and discover that they're wrong. But rather to have tried and 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 you know decided no than not to have tried. And how how do I distinguish between giving up on a rabbit hole or seeing that this is a rabbit hole? Because the line there can be quite thin. The line is totally thin. And truthfully, oftentimes you're going to get it wrong. And, and there certainly have been points. And, and I give you an example. I, many you know, ages ago, way back in my early trading days, I decided that, that all that mattered was moving averages and price. Nothing else mattered. And I spent a whole lot of time on that and then decided that actually I was wrong. And I backed out of that. ultimately ended up as someone who, if I'm any sort of, of indicators, it is price and it is moving averages. So I, I think the short answer is you're not going to be perfect at it. You, you're going to make some mistakes. And I suppose that's partly why learning is hard because, you know, there's no, there's no definitive, there's no red light that comes on and says, nope, this is the wrong one, go back. 
um, you know, it, it is just a case of you've got to make a judgment call. And the risk is probably more than anything that we make that judgment call too quickly or too late. I think we very seldom make it at, at the exact right moment. Um, what I've done in the past, which has worked, is I've said, cool, what I'm going to do is I will put X number of hours into this. I will spend 10 hours on this rabbit hole. Um, and at the end of it, I need to make a decision. And that decision might be another 10. That decision might be, uh, nope, that's enough. And either of those could be wrong. But the short answer is that we're not going to get it right. I mean, maybe we get it right half the time or something. I don't know what the, the measure is, but it's not something that we're going to get right every time. It just, just no chance at all. And also, the truth is, things change. You know, you went down that rabbit hole five years ago, 10 years ago, um, but there's different things down there now. I mean, just, you know, think around technology and, and, and the like. Um, so I, I remember, let's go to podcasting in 2007. I No, 2006, I wanted to do a podcast. Um, and it was, the technology was kind of there, but not really. And little old me in Durban on my you know, uh, the one meg ADSL line, etc. I just, I couldn't make it work. I went down the rabbit hole and I couldn't make it work. That's fine. You know, four years later, five years later, I went back down that rabbit hole and I started a podcast that's now running for 10 years. Yeah, you know, most of, most of the learning happens, happens unconsciously, especially on the skills that we de develop almost as habits. Um, why is that? Why are we almost unaware of the things that we're learning? And I suppose which makes us so susceptible to picking up these bad habits. Yeah, and you know what it is? I think it's because it's just that. It, it, it is the habits. And I was saying earlier around habits and they then become repeatable. But we're human beings. We, we're not machines. Um, and and we, will, we will change things without even realizing. We would make small little changes uh, that seem insignificant in of themselves but are potentially quite significant when they play their full way out uh, uh, through, the, through the process. Um, and, and also what we find is that the habit, the repetition of habit, it, it can become boring. You know, I, I say to folks, whenever I do my presentations, if you're having fun trading, you're probably losing money. Good trading is repetition, it's admin, it's journals, it's, it's ultimately, it's boring. You know, go get your fun, go jump off blow crumps or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and when I say jump off blow crumps, uh, with, a, with a bungee jump, right? With a, <laughs> a Just to be clear. Um, and, 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 and it becomes that boring part. And it's why it's also critically important is don't come into trading and we'll touch on trading because it's obviously the focus of the podcast with expectation that this is going to be the thriller minute. No, no, no. Trading is just another way to earn an income. It just happens to be, I think, a fairly easy way. It's not geographically tied as long as you've got internet, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I think anything, once you sort of start to master it, it becomes hard to keep that level of skill and that level of dedication to it. Cool. Um, you, 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 you are a very successful man. Um, you've, you've immense a fair bit of success. Um, can you take me through... And an example of a big goal you had, which you took part, um, and the process you know in that you undertook to get into that goal. Well, I so I mean, let's look at one of them. I mean, go back to two thousand and six. I was living in Borges Hill. Um, I decided that I wanted to have a radio show um, around stock markets. Uh, there was, you know, there were a couple out there already. Uh, not as many as there are today, 
but I wanted a radio show. So I went and I got hold of all the radio stations in South Africa. I got a, a list from Mikasa and I sent an email to every single station manager in South Africa, radio station manager in South Africa. I think I got one reply and that person basically said, sorry, who are you? Um, so I'm <laughs> like, well, you know, throw this out the window. Uh, let me start my own podcast then. And, and I went down that. And I, I couldn't make it work. It wasn't, you know, the technology wasn't there, the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of had to pause it. And then I came up to Johannesburg and I started working at uh, Standard Bank online share trading in uh, February of 2007. Um, and at that time, CNBC Africa was about to launch in a couple of months time. Uh, they had some uh, 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 sponsorships where where the director would go onto onto a radio show on a Tuesday evening and do a Q&A session. And I was just like, cool. So I want to do the CNBC. I want to do the radio. And I work at Standard Bank. So I want you guys to pay for me to go and have training on how to do this. So this wasn't about me having my own show. This was just about me building skills in the media space, be it TV uh, uh, or radio. Um, and then truthfully, I was doing a lot more TV until uh, Dominic Kinsella, who at that point uh, owned uh, Classic. Uh, and and I, for, for long story, not important, my director, uh, myself and him, uh, had a, a, a lunch one day in, in Santon, and I, you know, he owned Classic FM. And I said to him, Gent, you must give me a radio show. So it took, it, it, it took a number of years, probably uh, two to three years for that entire process to, to work its way out. And it had many different directions that it went in. But then, you know, JC Direct launched on Classic FM Tuesday evening, seven o'clock in uh, 8th of July, 2008. Um, and that's itself been a bumpy ride, you know. The, 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 that then, the, 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 those shows on Classic FM uh, were all axed. The Tuesday, the, the, the 7 p.m. shows were all axed. I then launched the podcast and got that going. I did a lot more TV work, hosting shows across CNBC uh, and what was Summit and is now Business Day TV. Um, and now, finally, uh, yeah, and, and along that time was talking to people about, I want my own show. And then truthfully, only in May of last year did I actually get my own show, which is the Money Web Now on, on you know, 6.30 every weekday morning. So, I mean, that was 2020, took 14 years for that to actually happen. And, and it wasn't that it was, I went from not having to having, there was a lot happening over that period. Uh, but it was always kind of, you know, I knew what I wanted. And, and I can't, you know, at some points along the journey, I kind of thought, Look, maybe I won't. Maybe it'll never happen. Um, but I kind of never gave up on it. Isn't it weird that um, whenever you, you search yourself, uh, especially one of these audacious ones, um, the world almost seems to orientate itself around that goal? Absolutely. And, and you know what it was? It was the persistence of it. it. You know, and it's not that I woke up every morning and thought I want a radio show, but, but, but it was, you know, it was something which came back to me quite often. Um, and, and certainly I had the JC Direct podcast, which has now been running for a decade. And that's kind of a radio show. Um, but to me, it wasn't, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, there, but not quite there, like 90% there. And, and it is, it's that, it's that because you're just constantly working at it and you're practicing technique and you're learning about the technology and you're trying different things and different ways of doing it, et cetera. And you start to sort of not only build your skill set, but also build your, your niche and ultimately your reputation in the space until other folks start to sort of take notice. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, how important is is writing these goals down and why is it important to, to write these goals down? So if you don't write them down, they're not goals, they're wishes, and wishes don't come true. Um, <laughs> it, it's really quite simple. Uh, you know, we, we have a billion thoughts a day. I don't know how many it is, a trillion thoughts a day. And if you're just thinking a goal, it's just another thought. And yes, you can tell your brain this one's important, but your brain is, okay, so I've got a billion and I must tag that one as important. But let's also be true. We probably a million of those billion thoughts a day. We think they're important. We write it down because our brain believes what we write down. It, 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 it has a different impact on our brain to when we're talking. So writing it down is absolutely crucial to the process. And then, you know, again, go revisit it, adjust it and change it as required. But if we're not writing down our goals, our goals are not happening. I mean, they've done research into this. Um, and, and it's quite clear. So it was it was uh, 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 Harvard Business Review, I think, and I forget the exact details now. It was one of the, they started it in the 80s. They tracked maybe the 70s. They, they tracked the group for a couple of decades. And the distinction between people who achieved goals and didn't was, did they write it down? Now, writing it down doesn't mean it will happen. The inverse is true. If you don't write it down, it won't happen. Yeah, it's, 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 that stuff is quite strange, man. Um, to, to, to close off the show, man, um, firstly, if you have anything extra that, uh, that we perhaps missed um, or, or some books that you would recommend around, you know, how to learn stuff. There's tons of them. The book I like is, is Thinking Fast and Slow. Um, also go read uh, uh, Super Forecasting. Um, and these are just two books that, you know, these are not on, on how we learn or anything. They're more about how we think and, and how we, we how our brain tricks us or or or, or, or hinders us in in, in, in in the process. And I think my, my my key point I would say to folks is that you know this is this is not linear. Don't be afraid of the failures, don't be afraid of the pushbacks, don't be afraid of the rabbit holes that end in, in, in dead ends. Everything we do as a human being is, is something which is now part of us and truthfully moves us that step forward. It might not be, you know, it might not be obvious, but you're, you're, you're smarter for it. You've, you've gained that knowledge and the knowledge might be there's a rabbit hole, leave it alone. There's nothing down there. You know what? That's knowledge that the next person doesn't yet have. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that also that um, knowledge and skills almost form like a web in my brain. Um, to find like one skill is helping me in, in one another skill that's totally unrelated to to the previous one. Absolutely, I mean things we learn, and this is across everything. I mean, you know, a, a, a life well lived is is never a a singular process, and it is a case of of something that you've learned or, or, or perfected in one area will, will come across in, in, in another one. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's small things. It's, it's, it's stuff that I would have taught myself for, for one aspect of, of, of doing something. Um, and suddenly a decade later, I find you know, it's useful, which I can use in, in another area of my life. And they, you know, that, that might not even be you know, slightly uh, 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 orientated in, in the same field, but they, they're skills that you can sort of add to your to your to your quiver, I suppose, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, and after all, the uh, um, skills are just uh, you know tools of, of navigating and solving problems um, in life, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Cool, cool. We're going to park it here for the show this week. Thank you, Simon, for taking the time again. Um, that's it for the show this week. Be sure not to miss another episode of the Village Twitter podcast by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher. Um, don't forget to check out our podca- podcast sponsor, Accents.com. A big thank you to my guest and a big thank you for, for, for listening and check you next time on the Village Twitter. Cheers.